Welcome to another episode of Little Insights. We're joined by Ross and Ben. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Good, good. Awesome. So today we're introducing another fact for our podcast, and I'm going to hand over to Ben. Lovely. Okay, so this is entitled The Silent Majority. Um, as in any profession, but in particularly the teachers, there are those that are good and those that are not so good. Um, and when adults look back on their years in school, they often remember either the great teacher or the, the not-so-great teacher. However, uh, research shows that only those two groups only combine to an estimated 5% of all teachers, and based on that, 95% of those teachers fall in the gap somewhere between the two. So 95% of those teachers may not be memorable or, or you know, recognised for being outstanding or not-so-great, but actually they're the ones that show up every day, do their jobs, and don't get that recognition or praise. So I don't know what we think. I, can, I think I can relate to that. I, when I look back at my education, I definitely think of one teacher who I think that teacher was great, and that that was ironically was my geography teacher. And when I look back, I also look back at a teacher which I think actually you were probably, in my, in my opinion, my worst teacher I had. Mm. And that's you know two teachers that I'm remembering and not really having an opinion on the rest. I don't know yeah. if you, how you feel about that. No, I'm pretty much the same, I guess. But the only way I'm different is I don't really remember a teacher that was really good. I actually, my memories are all about teachers that were bad. Yeah, I think if you were, I think if you were to survey most most adults, they'd certainly definitely remember the bad one or the one they had the, the poor experience on. And certainly for me, I I have one that straight away springs to mind, and it was kind of like literally the sort of de- not the head teacher, but it was the demon RE teacher, and it was kind of everyone was fearful of him. Um, but is, is that maybe a culture of People almost, that's like a rite of passage. You go through school and you need that one teacher that's your kind of like nemesis, the, the kind of enemy yeah. almost. But um, interesting that about that sort of like the vast majority that just get on and do their jobs, sort of almost like the, the unsung hero, maybe. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I imagine that, you know, we probably fall into that category with majority of our students. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. good point. It's a good point. Even of, if you get them, you know, good. GCSE or A level grades, you know, or you maybe I think that's probably where it is forgotten. I, you know, when I said I look back at my geography teacher being my best teacher, if I think about teaching practice and actually what was, the way yeah. it has been delivered in the classroom, it, it wasn't. It was more the kind of social connection and the yeah. probably the life lessons I learned from that teacher. And maybe that's where you have that con- that kind of memory of a really good teacher. So maybe that it's actually the perception of the person that's been asked the question. So actually, if it's memorable, it's because you had fun in the lesson, you enjoyed it, and actually maybe lessons that did the job and did exactly what they said on the tin, the teachers that actually get you the exam results kind of do the right thing, but because they're maybe not fun or deemed as fun. This fact actually reminds me of some CPD I led on um, over a year ago about from Dan Heath. And we had this YouTube video where he said about build peaks and don't fix potholes. Talk about that Disneyland experience where you go to Disneyland, you're there for the full day, and actually you spend the majority of your time in queues. Yeah. And you know everybody hates a queue. However, that you know that small five minute window where you, you you are on a ride or an attraction, and you think of Disneyland and you remember those moments. And actually, it's probably about building those moments into our lessons, and therefore becoming that memorable teacher and 
kind of, I don't know, that's where kind of I can see it going. Yeah, I guess like, do, you know, we often speak to people, do people surveys and we ask them about their learning, but I guess most people have their memorable moments outside of the room, like you guys have been saying, but do we ever ask them the question of, you know, how often are there memorable moments in the room or in the classroom and why? And, and almost some of those teachers get that sort of legendary status just from maybe even one incident. So it's not like consistently performance in in an every, every lesson, every classroom situation. It's like they've done one like thing that was like, oh, wow, that guy's a cool dude or whatever. And they associate that. And Yeah, setting yeah. fire to a jelly baby in year seven in science. Just You did yeah. what now? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the science experiments, just... The immediate hook, yeah. this teacher's great, this lesson's great, and you just continue that right through all the way. Yeah, yeah. dressing yeah. up in a hazmat suit in geography. Yeah. It's almost like I might have to explain that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah what well, we did was a CSI lesson, but we took it a bit further. It was good. But those are those memorable moments, you, aren't they? Well, yeah, you, you get that hook, and it's almost like you, you do all the hard work, your behaviour management and stuff. You become If you become that 5% of memorable teacher, and possibly, equally, if we look, the other spectrum, it may be that for whatever reason, a, a negative interaction or a kind of, kind of a, an interaction that's not as pleasant maybe causes that memorable teacher to be the, the kind of the, the poor one or the one that they don't enjoy as much. So there's our challenge. It's make sure we're in that five percent. Yeah, build those memorable moments inside and outside the classroom. Yeah. Build peaks. Don't fix potholes. I like it. Due to COVID-19, some of our interviews have had to take place remotely and therefore we apologise in advance of the sound quality. Okay, uh, welcome to uh, this section of the podcast where we uh, invite our guests in to have a little chit-chat. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by two people. Uh, We've got Pearl, who's a food technology teacher, uh, and Susie, who's a science teacher. So welcome both. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm going to put the caveat of um, uh, of technical sort of. We're, we're currently trying a new thing, so we're we're calling on WhatsApp. So we've got all people from different corners of 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 of, uh, of the of the globe. Well, not quite the globe, but London certainly. <laughs> and um, so hopefully the recording sounds good in terms of the podcast. So very quickly, um, I'm going to start with you, Pearl. I'm going to ask some quick fire questions just to get us warmed up. So, uh, inset or twilight? What do you prefer? Um, inset. Inset. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you could, if you could lose any holiday, what would it be? Oh gosh, um, I would. I think it would have to be um, October half term. October half term. That's a popular one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Don't think yeah. anyone. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Um, if yeah. you could choose between Year Seven and Year Eleven, who would it be? Year seven. Year seven. Year uh, seven, yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't like the year 11s, but I think year seven, you know, they're just, they're new to you, they're excited, you know, you're learning more about them. Um, yeah, I think year seven. Nice. Okay. Uh, and, and two things you'd take from your classroom, your own teaching classroom in a fire, what would they be? Oh, um, right. Uh, oh, what would I take? So, well, hopefully the kids are out. 
and safe. Oh, um, I would probably grab my bag because it's got everything in it that I need. So, yeah, so my bag, handbag. Makes sense, makes sense. And hopefully the fire's not caused by your food technology teaching, of course. So that's, <laughs> that's, what we, yeah, that's what we want to try and avoid. Okay, um, Susie, I'm going to ask a couple of questions of your good self. Um, so you've just been given okay. a cover on Friday. What's the first words that come out of your mouth? Um, I would say great, great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the cover. Nothing wrong always, with the cover. Uh, enjoyable. Oh, that's good. <laughs> always enjoyable to interact with kids. Okay, brilliant. Okay, uh, what's your favourite pen? What's what's your favourite pen in terms of your writing device? Uh, board pen, board pen, biro. Oh, okay. Um, Byron. Byron. Always reliable. Exactly, exactly. Especially the Bit Crystal. Not that we're plug shamelessly plug plugging a, spo a, a sponsorship there, but. Uh, and what holiday would you have been if you could have been a holiday? Um, the same one as Pearl, probably the October half term. Nice. Okay, that seems to be popular. We need a, we need a tally on that. Uh, and what two things? Yeah. And what two things would you take from a, a, your classroom in a fire? Um, it, it would probably be the same thing as well. My phone, or, well, definitely my phone and my handbag, because I, if those who know me, I have an obsession with handbags. So oh, right. those two things. Lovely, <laughs> wonderful, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you for those answers. So, um, well, again, thank you for being part of the podcast. This is my first uh, three-way, so uh, be gentle, be kind. Um, how's your life under lockdown been? I'll say that to Pearl first. Sorry, I should probably stipulate Pearl. Yeah. Um. Gosh, um, life in lockdown. Well, at the, I think I've had you know changes throughout you know the time that we've um, been in lockdown. Um, lots of adjustments um, to make um, between home life, work life, all happening in the same space. Um, but I think you know overall we've learnt a lot about ourselves and. Um, generally, you know, okay, we've had good communications with work, with school, um, keeping up with the students, um, and actually over the last couple of weeks I've been coming in to um, teach uh, the year 10s, and it's been great to see them, so I look forward to seeing them in September. Brilliant. And Susie, for, for you, has um, a sort of lockdown brought a different perspective in terms of well-being, in terms of sort of y your role as a teacher and, 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 and in life to just generally? How's it been for you? Um, yeah, pretty much similar. I think what I missed the most, and I never thought I'd say this, is the, the routine that I had at school, waking up at early <laughs> at a specific time, making sure I get into school, having that routine um, at school as well, and just the the routine every day. And I, I think I miss that the most because obviously working at home, we don't have that. You create your own routine and um, tell yourself when you end work and that sort of thing. I think working and obviously living in the same space, like Paul was saying, it, it is it can get difficult. But I think that's what I found the hardest to adjust to. Well, thanks. Um, Pearl, obviously you've done an awful lot uh, about well-being uh, in school in the past. I know you were kind of a, a big advocate with the, the sort of vegan cooking and bits and pieces. In terms of in terms of when things return 
as normal as they possibly can in September and, and beyond. Uh, what do you think we can learn in terms of being a school and how, how as a community we can we can support well-being for, for you know, people with young families, with teachers that are, uh, are carers, all, all that sort of manner of things. How do you think we can benefit from, from what the lessons we've learned? Um, well-being is, to me, is very important um, for us as teachers. Our well-being affects our, you know, interactions, our, our work, and for, for our students. Um, and I would say that what we're good at in our school is, you know, getting together and working together and being open. So I think having uh, having those spaces where people can feel safe to. To, to talk about, you know, things that they might be struggling with or, you know, sharing things as well that might support other people. Um, so, yeah, I think as a school we're quite open to that and I'm looking forward to um, coming back and hopefully um, working more with, with everyone. Will, Will. Um, I'm going to touch on a point that I know you've in communications been a bit panicked about because when you fed back to us about wanting to be part of the podcast, you mentioned uh, in passing pensions and I jumped on that and went, oh, pensions, brilliant. Pearl, Pearl says, I'd love to talk to you about pensions. And you both sort of sent sort of uh, slightly freakish emails back going, please don't talk to us about pensions. Please don't talk to us about pensions. So I guess I guess I, I kind of know that this is a bit of a loaded question in the sense that the ads, but um, it, with, with regards to pensions, what, what's your what's your what's your sort of take on it? Um, you know, what what where where are you at with with what pensions actually are? <laughs> well, for me, I think this relates back to um, well-being because um, you know I've got to a certain age now where I'm probably not you, Susie, but I certainly have, and now I'm thinking more about you know later life yeah. and how that what that looks like, how that works. But I think pensions is just a minefield, something that. I have no understanding of um, at all. Um, one of the things that you know, I think about. I don't know. I don't know if one of you might know what you know. Well, that, well that's the why we average, the average age for um, retirement is in the UK because the pension age is what sixty eight for for me. Uh, yeah, I think it's different. I don't. I didn't want to give. I never, never ask a lady her age, but I didn't want to give the, the game away. It's different for, for different people. I mean, that, that's primarily why we brought Susie on board because I know Susie's an expert on pensions. Susie, what was the? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, funny, funny you should say that because actually, in my um, in my early years of teaching, about two three years ago, um, I, uh, I actually opted out of pensions. Okay. Okay, that's okay. interesting. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and I guess that is uh, because of the lack of knowledge around pensions. And uh, recently, so because of the automatic opt-in, I think that happened recently in the last year or so, mm. uh, I was re-enrolled again. Okay. Uh, re-enrolled, sorry, on the pension scheme. And uh, I've done a bit more research. I opted out thinking, oh, I'd rather have the cash now rather than later on. And uh, so thinking about whether I want to, opt out again um, and I did a tiny bit of research and I mean the payout com the amount of money that the employer pays in compared to what we pay into our pensions is a heck of a lot more and it is it is, it is really good um, yeah but I, I, like Pearl you were saying I just need to know a lot more. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, what, what struck me is that actually that there's probably an, a whole segment in here that we could kind of maybe even get a, a sort of maybe a, a guest around from, from someone that either knows about pensions or knows about finances. Because I think there's a lot of advice that teachers probably need out there and that maybe we are all a bit naive to it or just, you know, maybe just a yeah. co combination of never having enough time to look into these things. Because I'm, I'm in the same boat. I kind of know I pay into pensions, but I don't know. Couldn't even tell you when I'm supposed to retire. And uh, I dread to think of that. But um, yeah. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And thanks for throwing that in, into it. Um, this, Ladies, this has been a fan, fascinating chat. Thank you ever so much for your time. Um, I'd, I'd like to wish you uh, continued well-being in your life under lockdown. And I can't wait to see you all again. So uh, all the very best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our guests for today's episode. If you would like to join the conversation or even come on the show, you can get in touch through Twitter by following us on little underscore insights or through Instagram, which is insights little.